Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Let's go. Zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap. Protect your peace, protect your energy. Welcome back for another ZTP Zen Trap Perspective. I'm one of your two hosts, Zen P. Yo, LG. The mission of the Zen Trap Podcast is to inspire and empower people to continuously seek internal peace to maximize their personal potential. Yogi LG, why don't you tell them what book we are reviewing today? We got a good one. All right, this book is a New York Times bestseller, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. Boosted badass. So this is for the month of February, which again, our topic is on confidence. So this is the book we chose for this month. Definitely uh, the month of March. 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 You're right. March. It is not February. This is for the month of March. Topic is confidence. Time keeps slipping away from me. Facts, facts, facts. Four million copies sold. I don't know when that was, but maybe more, maybe less. So why don't you start us off? Who would you recommend this book to? All right, so I would recommend this book. Man, this is a good one. This is just like a, if you've read some self-help books before, I would recommend this one. Just because even though it repeats itself, it kind of like cuts through a lot of the BS for me. Um, it was very straight to the point. It was very like, you've probably heard this before. How to, can you apply it? Um, and I have. Most of the stuff in this book, Definitely heard before, but it gave you like true application to it. So I would say somebody who's kind of already on a self-help journey and has read some of these books already. You matching with the book and stuff too? A little yellow. Waffle House yellow. <laughs> what about you? Who would you recommend it to? I would recommend this book to someone who actually isn't on the self-help journey. I think this is a good starter book for somebody who's not on it. I also would recommend it specifically to somebody struggling, of course, with confidence. If you have uh, limiting beliefs, negative thoughts in your head, again, self-confidence issues. It could be confidence in your work, could be confidence in appearance, could be confidence in your abilities. I think it's a good book. Uh, I think it was a good kind of random chosen book for us because, again, we did a little bit of research to figure out a book on confidence, but, of course, we don't know until you start reading it, so... I thought it was a great book for someone who is struggling with confidence. So how would you explain this book to somebody who's never read it? I think you kind of did a good job in the first part. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a uh, practical application of many things that you've seen in other self-help type books. Uh, Some of the chapters are really short, straight to the point. um, And some of them are a little lengthy, got some stories in them, blah, 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 but she gives very practical application of normal self-help type stuff. Believe in yourself, um, you know, gratitude, all, all the ones that we've been talking about here on Zen Trap for a while. She breaks them all down. Yeah, I did like that about it. So I would say the exact same stuff as you. I like the practicality of the book. She doesn't try and use big words or big examples. She keeps it very layman terms. Very straightforward, direct, very practical, practical self-help book. So I would definitely say if you needed a book, either on self-help or confidence in general, very good, practical, know what she's talking about when she says it. 
I like, uh, well, again, that's kind of getting into the book, so. No, nah, let's get into the book. Uh, tell me some of your favorite bars. Like, Ooh, let's go there. We It's that time. Bars. It's that time. Uh, so, I did the audio book, just FYI, so I don't know a lot of the names of the chapters, per se. Yeah. But I have, a my favorite word is plethora. I can say gang, gang. I have a lot of bars from this book that I like. Same, same. Um, Plenty of bars. You are a victim of the rules you live by. Love that. Yeah. Love that. For you, sure. You can, you can go on. Um, I thought this was just, and this was in the introduction of the book, and the day came when the risk to remain tight and in a bud was more painful than the risk to not, blo- or to blossom. So that was just a bar. Just What that mean? <laughs> Uh, to me, what that meant is it became more hurtful to you to not grow and to not challenge yourself than to challenge yourself and grow. Like, mm, how do you know when you're at that point? Like, how do you even recognize that? That that's unique to me, and I think it's different for each person. But for me, it's when the same old stuff is starting to just feel so mundane and so like I'm in a rut. Nothing is pulling me out of this. This is what I do every day. Uh, it's time to grow. It's time to move, and it's starting to like stifle you. It's starting to compress and and keep you so close in. It's time to blossom. It's time to do something different. To me, that's what it. That's when it is for me. Yeah, all that makes sense to me. Yeah. Let's see, easy bar. Einstein. Coincidence is God's way to stay anonymous. Facts. Facts. I can go for another one real quick. The author said, it never ceases to amaze me how much time we waste chasing the squirrels of our thoughts in our brain. Ooh, I got so many squirrels. When when she said that, I was like, and she was just talking about like, what would you define a squirrel as in your brain? Uh, Squirrels for me are procrastination. Yeah. I procrastinate a lot where I know some major task I need to be doing. And I ain't even call it a major task. I have a task that I need. I didn't even say need to be. I have a task that I could be doing that I've defined as important. And the, I can go ahead and break this. Like, I'm going to break, break this all the way down. Break it down. For me personally, my anxiety shows up in the form of procrastination I've learned or relaxing. I'm a very gratitude, give myself full grace type of person, but I'm almost all the way on the other side of the spectrum over the edge where I will give myself so much grace for chilling that I won't beat myself up for it. And I'll just continue to live in the moment till I get into an anxious type of procrastination rut where the squirrel for me is I need to be doing research for something, some endeavor I want to do. Instead of doing that research, I'll start about to sit down on my computer and be like, dang, why my bed ain't made? So I start making my bed and I start thinking about random stuff like, man, what year did this artist die or drop that song? And I'll start looking that up, and I'll just continue to start either doing random things that I could have been done or not done just to avoid doing that one thing. And then you look up, the time's gone. It's been two weeks or something, and I could have just been done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So, I, And I think squirrels are different for different people. Uh, I've seen people who, like, can't hold a conversation because literally it'll be like, squirrel. Like, they just... Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever's the next thing they got to look at is moving and somebody over there talking about something else. It could be as simple as that or even complex is kind of how P put it. Um, I got a bar for you to think what let me, you want. Let me do one more squirrel real quick. Go ahead. Because I, I, 
one more squirrel that I was thinking about when you said that is overthinking. The, the one she's probably talking about. Mm. So I'm sure everybody knows a person that you can think about what if it goes better than I imagine, or you can think about always the worst outcome and keep going down the hole of a squirrel. Like, oh, man, if I do it, then this, this, and this could happen, or this, this, and this could happen. And just now you now you're chasing squirrels. Like, you're trying to play through all the outcomes instead of just doing it and actually seeing what happens. Absolutely. All right, I got one. Uh, to think what you want is to think the truth, regardless of appearances. Uh, in this section, they're talking about the title of the chapter is your brain is your B I T C H. I don't like bitch. That. I don't like saying bitch. That. <laughs> uh, but it was just talking about how thinking what you truly want without other like thinking about what other people are gonna think about it, and that's your real truth. Like what you truly think. Uh, that was a bar for me for sure. Meditation is for downloading. And receiving mm-hmm. prayers are for setting intentions and attentions for focus. It is. That's fire to me. Fire. Uh, to get back on him, what he was saying about procrastination. Procrastination is the most popular forms of self-sabotage because it's really easy. And this chapter was so good to me. I know we ain't talked about our favorite, favorite chapter. chapter yet, but the procrastination chapter Read me like a book, boy. Yeah, definitely got read for yourself. For sure. Um, another good one. When we are in physical pain, we do whatever is necessary Ooh. to fix it quickly or rehab. Mm-hmm. But with emotional pain, we try to endure it and just sit with it instead of owning it and letting it go. Hey, when I said that, I like brought it up like, hey, dang. When I'm in emotional pain, I don't attack it like I do my physical pain. I just kind of yeah. let it linger. I uh, I get out of it. I, I mean, I understand letting it linger sometimes where it's like this too shall pass. That's true. Sometimes you kind of focused on that. But I also understand the other side of it. Like, okay, what are you doing about it, though? Yeah. What I get you just sitting with it. You can just sit with it. But are yeah. you just sitting with it to really, like, own it and process it? Or are you just sitting with it and do you feel like stewing it, in it? Do you feel like it depends on, like, just like, okay, so if I have a headache, right? If I got a headache and it's just a low grade type headache, I may not take no medicine. You about to get real logical. I'm just saying. Versus a migraine, I'm like, I gotta attack this. And I think emotional pain can be the same way. Like Yeah, I think it's degrees. Yeah. So I think it, it depends on the degree and where you at with that emotional pain. So always not like immediately trying to go into attack mode is okay. But I think it's that pain that you've been sitting with for a minute that you know you need to address. This is a migraine of emotional pain. It's not just going to go away. You need to attack it. So I, I, I definitely got into that section and, and really was resonating with that. Um, what you choose to focus on becomes your reality. Yep, I thought you was going to hit that one. What that, you water will grow. Yeah, you, I would say you that's said it all my the time. What you water will grow. What you and water that's really your life. Because um, yes. I think it was another, again, this, it says the same thing. Oh, here you go. Our reality is a mirror of our thoughts. What you focus on, you create more of in your life. Yep. That's the same kind of quote. You, What you focus on is what is going to appear, and that's going to shape your perspective. So you need to be very mindful about what you focus on. Yeah. Um, this, this, ex, this section was talking about, um, like, 
how when you're older, they say you're wiser um, and grownups kind of know everything versus kids being like free minded. Um, but we've started to equate being responsible to not having fun anymore. And that's not the case. This whole chapter was talking about just it's called lead with your crotch. Which is just basically talking about bringing fun back into your responsibilities. I don't have no chapter names. Um, <laughs> so I get. Let's see. Oh, when you went to that procrastination thing, yeah. that made me think of a good one. And I know we both kind of believe in this. Um, own it and work with it. So owning your procrastination and working <laughs> with it. And I love this bar because yeah, it, was it just, again, it's like being, be intentional about your fun. Nothing worse than time wasted stressing out and pretending to work when you could have been having fun. Yes. The worst of both worlds. I put that's like taking that three pointer and your foot on the line. You could you what what was the point? You took a deep two. <laughs> deep two. You took a deep two and you could have just stepped back an inch and took a three. That's fact. I thought that that section was so good because me and you do that very well. Like we understand, like, all right. I'm if I'm not gonna do it, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a good time instead. I'm gonna have a story about why I ain't do it at least. <laughs> exactly. It ain't gonna be a story of I was man, I was sitting I just the sat there and like out. obsessed over not doing it. I was something. staring yeah. at the ceiling. I was watching snowfall. I was <laughs> That shit was fun. I went to develop. <laughs> Took oh. a nap. Alright, you are never alone or helpless. The force that guides you guides the stars too. Big facts. Uh, to me, that just said, like, I'm I'm always a person of, like, I like to be present as much as possible. And one thing that makes me always feel present is looking up. Whether it's clouds, stars, moon, sun, whatever. What about ceiling? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, like, if I'm outside, I like to go outside. If I'm outside looking up at something in the sky, not that. What if you're in a meeting? Like, no, right, I get it. <laughs> I have other ways to be present, uh, but when I'm outside, I Where, can How you be present in a building? How I be present in a building? Normally, it's the ground. Uh, it reminds me that I'm grounded. This is all sitting on some foundation. Uh, this is earth. There's a core deep, deep up under this, like nature. You know, the, the how the universe is structured. All right. I'm going to try. I agree. That's that's good. That's good. I'm going to try and run through some of these real quick. Go just like. Go ahead. You'll never be as young as you are right now. Thanks. How many summers you got left? How many good summers? 30. Have beliefs in yourself without evidence. Mm. Success consists of going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Uh, don't negotiate with yourself. Good one. Um. Let's see. Last one. Give yourself permission to be great. That's a that's a great one when you're talking about, again, we're talking about confidence. So this book is literally giving you keys to instill confidence within yourself. So you don't have to look elsewhere for it. It will be within you internally. Not at all times you're going to have your slip-ups, but it's, you're going to have all the resources you need to grab hold of confidence and be able to exert that and use that to your advantage. Do it nervous. Do it scared. Do it. Last do it scared. one. Um, I posted this one. Ooh, we. So many. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. 
Eleanor Roosevelt. Yep. I was just going to say, that's a quote from somebody. You got to get him permission. That's how I took that. Yeah, uh, like, you can be offended by anything, but it must be some truth in it if you offended a little bit. And the book, literally, it's another chapter where it reads you for that. Like, when you're somebody getting on your nerves, you find them annoying. It's something in them that you see in yourself. And you need to look at yourself and address that. It's a good book, for sure. That read me for Phil. <laughs> what? You got another one? Nah, I was about to go to my... Yeah, go ahead. What's your favorite section, chapter? All right, my favorite chapter is probably, and this was hard, because I had at least two or three. Uh, Fear is for suckers. This is chapter 20. Um, Basically, what this goes down the line of is just, like, how we literally, like, let fear take over our lives. Um, One thing it brought up that I just resonated with a lot, just based off my life, is uh, it's talking about for example, what would be your immediate response if somebody you loved and you cared about a whole lot came to you and said, "I'm taking out a gigantic loan to build the dream of my bit, uh, my dream business, whatever that is, or I'm going to travel the world for a year by myself, or I'm quitting my secure full time job to become an actor. Uh, I met somebody last week and we get married. I fell in love. Uh, I'm going skydiving, and how other people immediately be like, "Oh, like chill out, like don't do that." Um, and you let their fear get on get on you. That's just been my life for the past year. So <laughs> it's just been. Um, it was a really good chapter for me talking about fear, and uh, we made how we made fear habits in our lives. Uh, that was a bomb chapter for me. What about you? Again, I don't know chapter names, right. um, but my section, of course, was definitely the procrastination. That really helped me out a lot. And again, that section about. Uh, people and opportunities being a mirror. So what kind of triggers you and stresses you out could be a mirror for things that are going on with you. Um, that chapter is called uh, Millions of Mirrors. Millions of Mirrors. I don't know if this was in the chapter, but this is one that I really liked, and I thought it definitely went with the topic. And I just wanted to spend some time on it. It's focusing on the stories you tell yourself, and then you need to interrupt that thought and replace it for answers. So you need to focus on those non-truths that you're telling yourself. And those usually start with, I always do blank. Um, I never blank. I can't. I should. So that's why I stopped saying, I should do that. Like, you you should be doing something. I want. I don't have. I'm trying to. As opposed to saying, I am and I will. Or, I can. I will. I am. I'm not this. I am this. Um, so I really like that, especially the part where you really need to interrupt the thought. Like, let the squirrel go, interrupt the thought, replace it with something positive. I, the chapter, again, very practical, breaks it down. You may even be feeling delusional for a while. A little, mm-hmm. Who knows? How long your timetable yeah. is. That's where affirmations and all these other things, visuals, priming your environment, all the stuff we've been talking about comes together again so that you can replace that mindset but it all again starts with you have to believe that you're able to do it first it's always going to be rooted in the foundation if you don't believe you have i'm not going to say control over your thoughts yeah control over your thoughts at the end of the day if you don't believe you have a big factor in what you think about or that what you think about is not really you something that a belief that actually 
helps you live your life, then all the stuff you tell yourself is not going to work. It's not going to hit because you still got that wall up of that barrier. Barrier. I'm yeah. saying all this stuff, but I don't truly believe it. Yeah. I'm just saying it enough until it does happen, which is nothing wrong. You can keep repeating it until you do believe it. You can it, fake it till you make it. You can fake it till you make it, and you can get some stuff done, but at some point, you're going to get to a part where you, you're going to need to actually let that stuff resonate with you. And that's where that quote about having faith in abilities that you haven't even seen yourself do yet. Absolutely. Uh, that All that was good. I think that chapter you were talking about uh, where, like, changing – dang, it was some really good stuff in there about changing your thoughts uh, or what you're thinking. It might have been your brain is your bitch. Nah, I think it was called – it's so easy once you figure it out. Once you figure out, it isn't hard. So mm. it really talked about saying, like, for example, they had one by saying, like, uh, by saying there aren't any good men out there, I don't have to take responsibility for why I'm not meeting any. Then that becomes the world is filled with awesome, loving men. And I'm fully capable and so excited to find me a good one. Just start to change the way you think, change the way you say stuff. Like, don't, don't say ain't no good niggas out there. There's good niggas out there. You just find one. It was also a section that was talking about strength perspectives is how I summarize it. Uh, when you get into some low moments or some opportunities or something happens in your life, you can always, always find a silver lining in it. Mm-hmm. Always. It may be hard. It may be difficult. But you always can find a silver lining in it. I don't want to, I guess, well, I guess we can run through some examples if you want, but you always can find. I've, the first one that comes to my head was Big Shine in his interview with Jay Shetty. He was talking about how. His grandma passed away, and he loved his grandma. It was a very sad time for his family. But, of course, you know, they're spiritual, so they also know people going to die. But her dying allowed him to have a car. He got her car in that moment when he really needed a car. Yeah. So he was able to see, again, the silver lining in that, that yeah. his grandmother's still providing from him. Did she him. die or she got sick? Uh, I mean, I eventually she, she died. <laughs> If she didn't die, good, great. If she did, Wait. apologies. Either way. Yeah. In the book, she used the example about like a flat tire. She was on the way to get her kids. She was like, I could have complained about being late to pick up my kids, but it'll show them like how you got to handle adversity. So there's a silver lining. Like my kids are going to learn about this subject matter because I got a flat tire. Fix a tire, what you need to do in these exactly. situations. It's a great moment. Taking these negative things that may happen and putting a positive spin on it. Uh, is there something like that you relate to uh, in the book or something that sticks with you? Some some story in your life that relates? Uh, something that you want to start doing now because of the book? Mm, let me think. Is there something I strongly... I mean, I strongly relate to a lot of the topics and subjects. I definitely want to set aside time for myself. She talks about God, the universe, whatever you want to call it for you as source energy in the book. Source energy. So I definitely want to tap more into source energy, God, the universe, and that means meditating. Um, but She talk about meditating too. A uh, story in my life that? that relates, always, always go back to the story of what I used to do, um, which I'm not living on that, but I just remember she talks about a part in the book how animals and kids live in the present all the time. They have no yeah. 
short-term memory thinking about, oh, this almost happened. It, they are always in the present, focus on the next thing. A uh, kid can throw a tantrum on the floor, get up, act like that never happened, start doing something else. So I used to definitely always be that way. And I think over time, life kind of beats you down. You start getting around other people, again, who put their fears on you. Or as you get older and you have more stuff to lose, you start getting more fearful of certain things. So I definitely want to get back to living how I want to live, faith-based and being very light about things in general, talking about deep things, but still can kind of keep it light. Um, for example, when I was in high school, I kind of manifested a scholarship, I feel like. Don't get me wrong, I had people in my town that helped me, and I tell that story all the time, but I definitely was saying full ride with money on the side. I even had mantras, didn't know what, literally didn't research any of this stuff, was just doing this stuff on my own, just thinking like, oh man, I need to kind of say something to kind of keep my head on it and stuff, just doing random stuff. And I always can remember when serious stuff would happen, I kind of would laugh first, always. Still. Uh, yeah, still. I still, I still kind of do. I'm speaking for myself. Oh, you're talking about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I felt like a certain period of my life, people would relate that as being non-empathetic and all these other things. And it's just tough sometimes because you don't want to come across that way. But you also don't want to let people kind of dictate what you do. So living in duality of that is a story that kind of relates with me where I want to find the best of both worlds because I, I don't want to be isolated. I still want to live <laughs> in the world, connect with people. So just finding that duality. What about you? Uh, the procrastination section was just spoke to me. Um, so just what relates to my life. It says something here about most of the time, it's not lack of experience that's holding us back, but rather lack of determination to do what we need to do to be successful. And my determination and kind of, I guess, complacency um, has kind of fallen off in times. It goes up and down. And getting that back is really what I'm looking forward to. Um, I've been in a, in a process of a lot of change in life, um, doing things that I'm so uncomfortable with. And it's like, all right, I got out of my comfort zone. I thought I was going to be able to easily slip back into it, and I couldn't. And it's it's like, oh, maybe you're not supposed to. You got to keep pushing yourself. And I'm, like, procrastinating on certain things, and my determination is fluctuating. So me just taking control of that and recognizing, like, the universe is literally telling you to go out there and kill it. Like, if you want to step on something, you at least got to pick your foot up first. Um, and I think she can say that in a book somewhere. So – that's what I want to do. I want to pick my foot up and really start to to kill it and start, you know, rising to maximize my potential um, and get stay out of my comfort zone. Realize, like, you got to be comfortable with continuously being uncomfortable. And I felt like I could just do it for a little bit and be like, oh, look, you challenge yourself. Um, dang, <laughs> man, the universe will show you some stuff for sure. So I think that's kind of what I relate to most. The book was solid, though. I, I would definitely read it again. I was talking to somebody, and they was like, oh, I read that twice. Like, <laughs> it's so good. I read that twice. Um, and it was I, – I gave a bar to a friend of mine was talking about, like, um, in the book it said, try to see yourself through the lens of how other people see you. And that really spoke to me as well. I think that relates to my life as well. Um, just 
me recognizing like, man, people are saying these good things about me and I don't really see myself in that way. But they not like just saying these things to say these things. This is really how they view me and taking a second to view myself in that same light uh, would, would give me some relief and some confirmation that I'm on the right path. For sure. That's that's. It's good, man. It's good. good stuff. It's good stuff from this book, for sure. Um, any last words? Something you want to leave with people? Uh, maybe something that's just lingering with you from the book. Nothing per se lingering with me from the book. Kind of from what you said, I took from another video I seen that is related to the book and kind of feel like relates to what you are saying. Where you don't have to be ready. You don't have to have as much skill as you think you you need so don't let imposter syndrome and all these other things scare you out of trying what you want to try or not even trying doing because there's no such thing as trying action will be your best teacher every time if you want to learn to play the piano speak a different language swim whatever going out and doing it you will get more in doing it than you will by researching it every single time every single time absolutely absolutely uh i think ultimately like this this book increased my confidence automatically like it just kind of sparked thoughts within me that had kind of just settled and i hope that for somebody out there it does the same thing just seeing it you're you are a badass you think it's just gonna be some egotistical stuff but really it's digging deep pulling back layers and trying to help you understand why you may not have confidence or way or why you may be stifled um and i think this is such a refreshing book to read for me um and and i want to recommend it to everybody again this month is about confidence uh that is something that's essential to you living your best life and maximizing your personal potential uh so we want you to have confidence believing in yourself manifesting believing that you can manifest things that you can meditate that you can connect to the universe or source energy or god whatever you choose to call it uh, you got to believe that stuff, and confidence is at the root of all that. So I hope that it encourages you to be confident. For sure. Do some self-audits on yourself and ask yourself those questions. What are some of your limiting beliefs that are holding you back or not serving you to do the things that you want to do? Absolutely. Uh, this has been another ZTP, Zen Trap Perspective. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen Pete. Can't do nothing else. Protect your peace. Protect your energy. It's the Zen Trap. We out.